Hey, everybody. I am super excited to be talking to another congressional candidate. So you're the second candidate we've talked to so far this year. And it always makes me super excited. David Serpa coming from California, you guys. Did you know that there were actually conservatives in California? There's a few of us. There's so there's more than one of you. Yep, more than one. There's two. you and there's and there was <laughs> there was me and Benjamin when we lived there. Chris, I'm assuming your campaign manager. Yep. And then that's it though, all right? All the rest of them are leaving California. <laughs> We're all, we're all talking about how, you know, my immigrants need to stop giving up on their own country while we're packing up U-Hauls to and leave leaving. California. Isn't that the truth? Yep. Is it? Wow. That is, you know what? Actually, I'm going to let's linger there for a second. Sure. I literally have said, why are all these people? If your country sucks, mm -hmm. fix it. Yeah. Why that's are right. you coming here? That's like right. you're good. Are you going to just make our country suck? Mm -hmm. If you're no fix your country, stay mm -hmm. there. But I, I have to confess, David, mm -hmm. I just sold my house in Vermont because I said, I'm sick of y'all. You're crazy. I'm and we left. Head into a red state. Oh, my gosh. OK, so so we've got brain drain happening mm -hmm. in California right now. So tell everybody what district are you in? What are you what district are you running for? So I'm running in the 39th Congressional District against Mark Takano. Okay. And Mark Takano was made famous in Matt Walsh's documentary, What is a Woman? Mm. Uh, when he couldn't identify what a woman is. Yep. And again, when he testified against a parent's Bill of Rights on the floor. Again, when he said that Mike Tyson should be able to box against women if he identifies as a woman. And he's the ranking member in the Veteran Affairs Committee, despite having never served a day in uniform. So it's that complete abandonment of common sense, which has become so normalized in yeah. California. So what made you decide? What had you say? You know what? I, I'm, I've, I've done this stuff. I've worked in, you know, film. I was, I've done comedy. I'm a real estate person. And then you said, you know what? I need to get, put my hat in the ring. Sure. I need to run for office. What was the defining moment for you that had you decide? There were a lot up? of defining moments. I think that it's been kind of a slow bleed mm -hmm. in California for a long time. And a lot of us are just sort of sick of getting it on the chin. Yeah. And we're ready to send a few back. And, uh, you know, I took my kids on an RV trip to go see the state and there were homeless people everywhere. Yeah. You know, we have this beautiful state that's constantly in a drought for the last 20 to 30 years yeah. because of water mismanagement, which I think is ridiculous. Over 70% of this planet is covered in water and we just need to manage that. We need to desalinize water. Exactly. Run it got a whole inland. ocean. The whole, the whole west the whole thing. side of your We're not going to run out of it. Water. And if it's rising, we might as well run it inland, right? So there's some like really basic Shocker. things that we could do. Run freshwater inland. Invest in nuclear energy, right? Mm. Stop shutting down nuclear facilities in California. Yeah. Yeah. We're making this big transition towards, you know, electric cars and, you know, uh, and whatnot. Yet we can't power our own grid. You know, David, when Benjamin and I lived there in 2017, mm -hmm. 26, 2016, 17, 18 ish, we experienced a power outage for four days mm -hmm. because it was hot. And I just it's think ridiculous. like, no, if if. California can't keep the power on. Mm -hmm. Why should anywhere else in the country be following their lead? No, exactly. And ultimately, the failures of California end up coming to the rest of the country. Right. So this is ground zero in the fight. And what we need to do is we need to stop losing all these lords and ladies like yourself that are, you know, there's not a lot of lords. We lost one lord and lady. And then we lost a bunch of people. Yes. But I've been meeting with people for the last 10 years. I'm a real estate agent talking about leaving California, why they're leaving California. And we just need to hold on to enough people, start this common sense revolution, and then uh, understand that we can flip it 
back, back in California, but it's going to take activating the youth like what we're doing here at Turning Point. Yep. I love that. Okay. So now you've got a book. It's two parts. Common Sense for California, A Guide to the New Revolution. It's a lot of, lot of words. That's why I had to write you know, put it out in two books. So tell us what the, di- like, tell us what this book is. Tell us what this book is about. What, how'd you write it? What makes you passionate? So I was spending time setting it up for about six months. And then on the day one of COVID-19, which was March Ooh, of COVID-19, yep. I actually started writing it and I had uh-huh. no idea how close we were actually going to be to, to people talking about revolution becoming mainstream. Mm-hmm. Yep. I thought when I was writing this that we were not going to be talking about revolution, that we were not going to be talking about anything like this. And then as I'm writing this, COVID-19 happens, January 6 happens, mm-hmm. I start watching the world falling apart around me and I'm trying to make sense of it and trying to teach people, you know, trying to figure out how to put it back together. Yep. And so this is, you know, one Water, of the- energy, the, it says, uh, the people's guide to clean water, energy, education, justice reform, job creation, and ending, ending the wars. wars. So this is actually, this is this your campaign pitch, so, basically, in a book? <laughs> yeah, so when I wrote that book, I uh, wasn't planning on running for office. Yeah. But after writing the book, I was like, you know what? I need to run. You know, I'm a machine gunner. That's what I did in the Marine Corps. So we say okay. accuracy by volume. It's oh. the same approach to politics. And uh, what I want to do is I want to run, I want to put them on their heels. I want to put the establishment on their heels. Yeah. Because there's a lot of things that that government should be doing right. Like, you know, in your book right there, what government does right. <laughs> and it's just everything's empty. Yeah. <laughs> there's just nothing that they do right. Yeah. That's not okay anymore. We need to start holding them accountable for their failures. We need to start auditing government spending. Oh. And ultimately, if we do this right, uh, people are going to be let out of their positions and cuffs. I think that is so important. The, follow the money. Right. This is what they say. The co-host of another show that we produce called Of the People, he always says, follow the money, because if you do that, then you find exactly where the corruption is coming from, what special interests are actually driving the policies and how you end up with such nonsense. That's right. And then you also find that they're using money or they're using things like race and gender Mm. to divide us, to divide and conquer. Race is the cousin of economics. And so oh, when we look say at more about that, yeah, race is the co- cousin of economics. When we don't look at things like we say, oh, well, we don't need to look at CRT. We don't need to look at. OK, I understand that. But yeah. let's look at history. OK, real history. And let's look at the way that people are manipulated through money over time, because if we don't learn about things like redlining, racial housing covenants, oh. the manipulation of heirs, property rights, what happens is the things that they were doing to use against black people, they use, um, it against, everybody. They use against everybody. And they're doing it. They did that with heirs, properties rights throughout the country because of they're not being a property, a proper paper trail to, to pass on property. So what people do is they buy out the majority holding of a property and they force it to auction. And that's exactly what they did in Hawaii after the fires. They used heirs property rights to manipulate people the same way that they were doing to slaves that ultimately ended up becoming free owning their own land and then ultimately having their land taken away from them or their their families hundreds of years later. Well, and this is why it's so important for people to learn and understand these things, because if we don't understand the way that the powerful people are manipulating us and taking advantage, Mm -hmm. then how do we protect ourselves? Mm -hmm. How do we protect our families? How do we build wealth 
right? Which often comes from real estate and things like that, That's right. right? That's building familial wealth starts often with land, property, building. Yes. And so it's actually like they're trying to keep us from that, from that self-sustainability mm-hmm. and from passing on generational wealth. So Thomas Paine wrote a book called, or wrote a pamphlet called Common Sense, which okay. is, that was kind of my idea. Okay. Now, Common Sense is in common in California, so we had to write 900 pages. Common Sense was 46 pages, by, but he also wrote Agrarian Justice. And it oh. talks about exactly what you're talking about, which is the importance of family farms for our freedom, right? And so when you look at something like the way that our housing is manipulated, yeah. our, our dollar is really being manipulated. Oh, so yeah. we think that, oh, well, my housing value is going up. No, no, no. Your housing value isn't going up. Your dollar is losing value. Down. So it used to be that you could buy a house for about three times your annual salary. Now it's about 11 times your annual salary. So you have one, only about 16% of people can afford to buy a house. Okay. The average 16? home buyer Did is you just say 49 16? years old. Yep. 16% of people can afford to buy a house. So the American dream is for sale in California or in America. And we've sold to Black Street, to Vanguard, to, St- uh, to State Street. Yeah. And it's no longer for the youth. I am, when, before we started rolling, you said something about 90% that like the housing cost is 90% of your salary or what was that? So the cost of mortgage payments have gone up over 90% in the last three years since President Biden has taken office. Oh my God. Oh, Bidenomics. Yeah, Bidenomics. Oh, everybody's great with Bidenomics. Inflation is totally out of control. You know, yeah. well, and my one of the things I'm really mad about is they're trying to say inflation is only three mm-hmm. percent. But the only way you get three percent inflation is if you keep out the cost of housing mm-hmm. and uh, and all of the normal goods and services that people actually have to buy to live. It's so manipulated. All of this data is manipulated. And we end up in a situation where we've got Governor Newsom talking on, you know, every time he talks, you would think that Californians were thriving. You would think that he had solved homelessness. You would think that our water was, you know, plentiful because everything. Oh, Biden is putting on a master class and politics. Giving him like a back rub. I'm like, why? It is a tongue bath. I don't think it's a back rub. It is a tongue bath. And so Gavin Newsom is a failure as a governor. He was a failure as a mayor. His, His city of San Francisco is destroyed. The state of California is destroyed. The one thing that he did right as the governor was, you know, empower U-Haul to uh, to help people leave California. He made them a whole bunch of money. You know what? We were driving around Phoenix yesterday mm-hmm. and I saw a sign outside of U-Haul that said, moving to California? Special on our trailers. Only $99. And I was like... <laughs> They're so desperate to bring Jeez. trailers back to We will California. pay for a house in California if you just use a U-Haul. We'll Free pay you to take move. our U-Haul back <laughs> to California for us. So one of the let me let me ask you this. Your district, mm-hmm. okay, you said it was which district again? Riverside. Paris, Harupa Valley, Marino Valley, okay. CA 39. Now, is that a traditionally red area or a traditionally blue area? It, it was red, but now it's a plus 24 den. Really? So it is a Democratic stronghold. Okay. Uh, but unfortunately for them, you know, Mark DeCano is the person that's holding down their Democratic stronghold. And he is an absolute clown show of a candidate. Terrible. Um, and unfortunately, we haven't ran a really strong race against him in 12 years. And so he's been able to just kind of walk in. Yeah. And hold it down. I think a lot of places like California, people think are a lost cause. But mm-hmm. if you look at the precinct map of California, mm-hmm. it is all red mm-hmm. almost, except for the major cities like yeah, around the major except cities for the coast is completely red and the difficult thing is you know hey don't give up on california we got 1.7 million veterans here oh 
that are ready to get activated in the fight, that are ready to uh, to lead. And so if we could just turn that narrative from PTSD, post-traumatic stress disorder, into post-traumatic growth, the idea that you are better men and women than you that went through the trauma. That's you know right. the system, you know how it's designed, you're better equipped to fight it. So get activated in the fight. And in California, we can do it. We can turn the state red, but we need veteran leadership. Oh my gosh. I Okay. Do you know, do you, seriously, seriously, do you know, this is one of the things that Benjamin and I, Lord Benjamin and I talk about a lot when we, when we wrote, when we wrote the book, the joke was. Masterful book. Any, but how could anyone who's ever been in the military mm-hmm. trust the government? Mm-hmm. No, we how? can't. How? So when I joined the military, I was a very Republican. Yeah. You know, like you just. Whatever they say, you know, hey, we, we need to end these wars. The message from the troops is let us win. And then I saw it as a machine mm-hmm. gunner on the ground and with Taliban on three sides. Mm. And I ended up in a situation where I had more in common with the people that I was shooting at, the men that I was shooting at, than I did with the cowards, derelicts, and hypocrites who sent me there to go shoot at them in the first place. And so we need to get to a point to where we could start looking at one another with social media and whatnot. We could start communicating with one another and start learning that our enemies are not abroad. Our enemies are right here. They're mm. domestic. Amen. Hallelujah. All right, David, share again with our viewers. Mm -hmm. If they want to support you, they want to check out your campaign. Where do they go? How do they, what websites, socials? Tell them. Check us out at davidserpaforcongress.com. My last name is spelled S-E-R-P-A. And uh, you could find my book there. You could find all of my social media handles. and, And we know that it's not all about money. We were able to make it so that just me and Takano in the race for 3,500 bucks. We didn't pay any of the political prostitutes that were dangling out their leg trying to get paid on my campaign. We decided to just go ahead and, you know, leave the red light district of the Republican Party to the red light district. (laughs) And we decided to actually engage in a populist movement and get people involved. So we met with the other candidates and they decided not to run or to run for other seats because at the end of the day, we need strong Republicans in California, but we don't need to run six of them for the same seat while the political prostitutes are getting paid and we continue to lose. Absolutely. Absolutely. I love it. David, thank you so much. I appreciate it. We're going to be praying for you. We we need your kind of leadership in Congress right now. And so we're we're going to be praying for you. Thank you for taking the time. My lady, Lord. All right. (laughs) Bye, guys. (laughs) 